shoes on that I got for free bought me a Chinese watch on Amazon you'll see I know what I'm doing there's a master plan and if you don't understand me like my parents don't On. I hope that's good. Um, Brought to you by Kristen's room and her uke. And her uke. Okay, a few things right off the bat. We're in Kristen's room. We're filming. We don't have permission. I feel a little bit weird doing it. Um, a few things I noticed right off the bat. One, Kristen, huge environmentalist. It's clean. What the fuck is this doing in here, Kristen? <laughs> you know what? This is a plastic bag, and it says, at... Um, what the fuck does that say? It says Dominion? Andre's. Andre's bag. No. It says Dominique. Yeah, so uh, there's a bag in your room that says Dominique and it's made of plastic and mm. I feel sick to my fucking stomach right now. Sick to my stomach. I promise we didn't It really play. grinds my gears. I'm so angry. <laughs> uh, I really hope it's okay that we're in your room. I'm going to fix the camera frame here. Get a little closer on Robbie's nice face. Oh, thank you. Uh, Hope you like that uh, song. I am actually wearing three watches and fresh new fucking Pumas. That you're going to hit the courts after with those I'm things? I'm going to dunk on your ass, dude. <laughs> you know, like, honestly feel like I could dunk on anyone right now. And You got uh, some, uh, yeah, I'm sure you could get some crazy vertical with those things. Oh, yeah, like... 38 yeah. inches I don't even know Big if that's time. good but Big I could time. definitely yeah. do it um, yeah. and yes I am wearing three watches because I'm feeling a little goofy and we just wanted to get a little goofy for the pod I also have sunglasses on you know Miguel you know Miguel the singer um, is he the guy we took a picture with at iHeart Music Radio does he have that one hit what's his song no he's got he's got a bunch of hits what's his song uh, like Skywalker Skywalking on the haters. Oh, okay. You know that guy? Yeah. He wears a Rolex on both wrists. Okay, like I'm just I'm do I'm doing this for a goof, you know? No, but he actually flexes with a Rolex 
on each arm. I'm going to show you a picture of a celebrity right now. Yeah. An artist. And I want you to let me know who it is because I just saw it the other day. And I'm like, he's famous. Is the guy you took a picture with at the iHeart? Yes. Do you know who that is? Nope. You, even if I showed you a pic? Probably. Um, you know, keep talking. Uh, so today <laughs> I went to the mall, bought a couple of birthday gifts and it's been, uh, the weather, the it's weather here. It's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm still scrolling here. And the weather here, it's kind of nice. Kristen, you run a tight ship. Yeah. Great room. Full marks on that cleanliness. Oh, wow. We've got a picture of a lot of celebrities. I'm looking at a picture of. Blink-182 and Chris Hadfield and you. And Mr. Billy Talent. Sorry, I said Blink-182. I meant Billy Talent. Um, fuck this picture, dude. It's a tough one to find. It's way far back, and I'm doing some digging. Um, so, yeah, this episode, um, we started off a little uke solo. We were feeling inspired by the room. We're wearing Sunny's on because we're feeling goofy. And uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, a few things on the mind today, one of which the mind. The mind itself. Concussions. Concussions. Stories. F- fun. Not fun. Not fun. <laughs> Fights. Fights. Beatdowns. Creamed. <laughs> <laughs> By, what'd you call them? A gaggle of. A, a gaggle large of large li- ladies? You've, oh, yeah. I think you've already told that story. Because I remember you using that term. Yes, I told in the intro, I believe it was. I think I told. Yeah. No, we, we just touched on it. We said we'd touch on it in a later episode, my concussion stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we thought we'd dive into concussions today. We're not going to do like the whole technical like f- concussion stuff anymore because it's boring. And uh, we're just going to tell the funny stories and like a little bit about uh, if you need concussion help, you know, what to do. But... Let me just see what else is on my list before we dive into that. We had a few things on the list. Okay, one. Let's get into. Okay, let's. I'm not. I don't want to talk about that one yet because I want to save it for a future date. If you know what I mean. Uh, okay. 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 Well, um, let's pop it a little let's, more. Let's get into Elon Musk's new song. I heard you listen to it earlier today. So you. So you read an article that said Elon Musk what he bought a record label. No, I don't think he bought one. I think he started one. He started one. And I don't know if this was an April Fool's joke. Or not, but the article said that he started a record label and he released a song on it yesterday called R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> Fucking love it. So wait, did it come out? It came out on April 1st. Yeah. Then it's a joke. You didn't say that. I guess it was well, April 1st. It was, when it was you April 1st me. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're going to put this, uh, I'm going to put this on right now. Or we can just add it in. Yeah, we can add, we can add it in. We'll add it in. What at the end? Or yeah. should I put a clip in right now? Sure, throw a little clip in. Okay, I'm I'm gonna play it so I can link Is it, it on up. Spotify. Yeah, of course it's on Spotify. Yeah, he's rich. It's actually kind of a banger. That's pretty much the whole song. So it it sounds exactly how a song would sound if Elon Musk tried to make a rap song. So you you think that's that's actually Elon Musk singing super auto-tuned out? 
<laughs> I don't know. Then, oh, I Can't thought you said friend. that's what the article said. It did say that. Okay, it's probably a joke because there's no way that was Elon. Maybe it is. We got to we'll, we gotta Google, we Google this. It? Not, we, oh, we, need, we need Kev. Yeah. Fuck. Where the, you know, where's Kev when you need him? Mm. Damn it. I don't have that. Um, okay, so that's Elon Musk's song, R.P. Harambe. Look into it because if he, actually, if he actually is the one singing on it, it sounds nothing like him, but it's kind of a joke song. It's a good April Fool's joke. Yeah, good on you, Elon. Good on you, Elon. Staying funny, you weird freakazoid. Uh, second thing I saw that is so funny. Um, our friend Annika put up a something in her story that I I loved. Okay, it was a it was a tweet she posted from someone else. It says, "Redownloaded Tinder," and the first guy's bio read, "I identify as male, like M A I L, because all I do is fucking send it." <laughs> And now I remember why I deleted it. That's good. <laughs> Identify as male. Oh, like <laughs> like male, like like postage. <laughs> That's good. Because all so I do is good. fucking send. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh, thanks, Annika, for that. I already sent you a message. Thank you for bringing that in my life. Oh, wow. That's so good. I love it. I, I, I see a lot of like nice spinoff jokes from me um, with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe I get a tattoo that's just a fucking letter. That's fresh. That's I, that, That's exactly the message to I, I sent to her was um, that's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, we're getting a, we're getting a fucking fake call here. I got to decline Who's... it. Just decline it. It's it's uh, business. Oh. You know I don't fucks with business while we podcast. Business matters. So yeah. My exact message. Oh, I don't. Uh, geez, that's a fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fresh, going there for dinner later. Um. Yeah. In literally thirty minutes, you really fucked us on this episode. No, we got we got time. You, you said we... you had to be there at six thirty. It's five forty three. No, be there at seven. Oh, so Olivia lied to me. Yeah. Goddamn liar. Yeah. Olivia. Um, the other thing is uh, winning my March Madness bracket. Did you actually win it? Okay. I, I'm not 100% yet, but um, it says the maximum points that anyone could get on the side. And the maximum everyone else can get, I'm already above it. So I don't think they, they can catch up no matter what. No one had Virginia picked for the win. No one had... Like they're all like almost eliminated in the top four. So this is the second time this has happened to me where I joined a bracket. I do not watch any college basketball. I didn't even know it was fucking happening until I uh, I got reminded to check yeah. my bracket. I always join uh, and all I do is I pick the exact odds teams. Like I, I go and I find the bracket that is just probability based and I just choose it. And I've won two brackets this way now. As my dad always says, you can't win if you don't play. Dude, what's <laughs> with your dropping your dad quotes in here? What was the one last time? If you're busy, good things happen. Uh, <laughs> or yeah, yeah like that. He, he does say that quite a bit. He's like, when you're busy, good things happen. Or it's something along the lines. Well, but, but, but that's, his, that's his thought process. Like he's always, a, he's always a 50-50 guy at like hockey games. and. Um, I wish, oh, I'd love to win one of those. Wouldn't that be great? But yeah, walk out of there with like twenty grand. Like, uh, like pro tip, life hack: don't choose a bracket based on feeling. No, 
That's what everyone else did. They're Experts. Like, they're like, oh, I think this is going to be an upset. Why don't you just choose the fucking odds and win every time? Like, I've won two for two brackets now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty solid. So how much are you taking home after? Oh, a clean 8,000 pesos. Whoa. Yeah. So like $200. $200. No, <laughs> I have no idea of peso conversion. Like 220 bucks, 40 bucks. I'll oh, make pretty good. I'll, I'll like... I need to make sure I want it. I got to message the league or like the, the guys, but yeah, Kevin looked at it too. And he's, he's, he said, he thinks it's a lock too. Oh, Kevin's an expert now in basketball merch. Yes. Madness. Kevin is, he's an expert at all things. He's our producer. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there. That's huge news. And I'm going to spend it on something nice, but it'll be a surprise. I won't say it. I bought a nice Chinese watch, as I said in the oh, song. Oh, is that why you got the, all the motivation today? To Yeah, I was, I was like buying things today and like... Uh, what else did you buy? Um, I bought something that is by an artist, if you know what I mean, in the future. An artist in the future will produce this thing. Who like... There's a riddle. It's like kind of like a painting. Wait, what about what if it's like a like a new album coming out? No, like a you can like pre-order. Album. No, it wasn't no. that. It's like it's kind of like a painting or a drawing that you like commission someone to do. Um, Annika, is she making you like no, a piece or no, something? No, uh, you no. I'm gonna leave it as a riddle for everyone to to solve. Um, an artist, uh puts a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this type of art. And uh, it's like really powerful stuff. And uh, you commission them in the future to do this via email. Oh. Okay. Yes. I got you. Yes. Okay. I don't know how I've completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. you. I told you about this maybe 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Pretty classic. Um, Call me the Riddler. The Riddler. Um, Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, are you sure you're not the one with the concussions? <laughs> Concussion free. Knock on dressers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this episode, we have a little bit of a shorty because uh, Rob's got to go to uh, dinner, but we thought we would shed a little light on health and concussions because that's definitely something that's affected like so many of our friends, and especially when you get them in your twenties, it seems like. F- like fuck you up because now we're working like when you got them in high school it was like take two months off take two weeks off no one gives a shit yeah what are you gonna do miss miss fucking a social class or what is it uh social studies social (laughs) (laughs) oh am i gonna miss fucking computer class oh fuck get me out of there yeah um yeah with with all things like all like even like like wisdom teeth or like stuff it's like or get braces. Everything's just like so much more of a fucking like, you know, downside to it. Um, but the, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, the concussion journey, I was like pretty much gravy up until like second or third year. And it's weird when I was younger, man, I used to be terrified of concussions. Really? I th- yeah. I used to have this like weird phobia. I was such a little baby back bitch. Anytime I'd like tap my head, I'm like, no, I'm like, am I concussed? Like I'd be at camp and I'd like hit it. I'm like, <sighs> How are my pupils? Like, you know what I mean? I used to be yeah. such a weirdo like that. Uh, I'd be like on the trampoline. I'd get, like bump heads with someone. I'm like, I think I'm done, dude. And then I'd be fine all the time. I was the complete opposite. I, I think you got a bunch and you just don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just concussed and I just haven't. No, man, all this, like, I got a fucking huge head. Yeah. All this padding. Thick. Tick head. Tick head. 
I was padding well, my uh, my friends at camp. They used to call it the Harvard Dome. And then I called you recently the Crimson Chin. And then I realized someone else in the world calls you the Crimson yeah, Chin Casey's too. Yeah, Casey's called me Crimson for. Like Yo, shout out Casey, man. We're, we're actually on the same wavelength. I, I thought I was so genius when I called him the Crimson Chin the other day because he's got a fucking bucket on him. A big chin, big jaw, big head. You know, and big old tiny dick. You know what they say about? <laughs> you know what they say about big heads? <laughs> Huge hats. Little wieners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Travis has a tiny head. Very easy to shake around. Apparently. Uh, not yeah, a reference to you're, my. You're, you're missing. <laughs> you're missing a couple inches of padding. Mm, I'm missing a couple inches everywhere. If you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. Yes. In small, small, dick. tiny. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So, definitely uh, was afraid of concussions growing up. But like, like in hockey, we used to shrug them off. Like I definitely got concussions. Hockey. You tell me you didn't get any hockey concussions. You never got your bell rung. Had a headache for a week. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I got a minor one that I can remember playing minor hockey. But overall, man, I was uh, I was I was more of like an enforcer. On yeah, my, on my team, and I, uh, I wasn't not enforcing. I just like and I I never had really any issues. I I don't know. I don't I don't know if it. Uh, I played a played a decent level of hockey. Um, and uh, there were some good guys, man. And like sometimes you just get fucking caught open ice or on the boards by a huge they've even moved up the age level for hitting now, yeah right? i don't know how i feel about that man because if you it's one of those things where every time they try to do something like that it makes people worse off it's like they move the drinking age up to 21 in the states and the kids start drinking at 21 and literally drink drive and like puke and piss and shit themselves because yeah. they're fucking stupid they drink whereas age anyways in europe they were drinking since they were eight years old and they're like drinking ah you uncultured swine like fuck you <laughs> let me smoke a cigarette um because that's how they are um but what, same, uh, same with hitting so, like sorry wait what what accent was that what uh just culture from from what pure part of europe would you um cologne Clum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Good people there. Colon. Uh, no, no. So, like, I think when they move the hitting up, you're just, you're going to have, like, kids that are now big that have never hit before yeah. playing and just destroying themselves open ice. Uh, that's just a prediction. But, yeah, no, getting concussions growing up, like, I feel like I got a couple playing hockey where you just, like, had a headache. You'd go back to playing and, like, there wasn't as much of a culture. And then no, there's it, definitely much more of an awareness now. Yeah, and then it was like it was second or third year where I was snowboarding rad, and uh, I was hitting a rail rad, and I fell off the rail not rad, hit my head, <laughs> and like my vision went black, but I didn't lose consciousness, and I was like, oh, just another one of those hits. You know what I mean? I'm fine. Like I didn't. I, I, I thought concussions you just shrug off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I kept snowboarding, went home that day, like had a headache. And then it was only when I started trying to study again that like the words were just like moving on the page. And I was like, can't read, not a big deal. <laughs> I called my mom. And I was like, mom, can't read. Could you read before then? I don't know. I, that's the thing. It's like, you don't know how good you were before. You know, could I even read? Yeah. I, don't, I think I was doing mainly just, audiobooks. Yeah. Maybe you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I couldn't read. I couldn't read. I just was listening to podcasts and then I got rewired to thinking I could read. Oh, weird. Weird. Concussions are a hell of a drug. Um, but yeah, I couldn't read. So I called my mom. I went home and I spent a week on the couch eating like fruit and getting looked after and watching TV and like not dark room. None of that shit. Some grapes. Did you have some grapes? I had a couple grapes. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I got better. Like I got better after a week. I, I started being able to read again. I learned how to read through the concussion. It taught me how to read. I became literate. Nice. And, <clears throat> yeah, I thought nothing of it. Reading you used as your like your measurement. Yeah. Whether you're getting better. Yeah, I could read again. Then I could study, and I went back to school, and it wasn't a big deal. And then it was the summer, maybe in fourth year, going into fifth year, when uh, <clears throat> what are you doing here? Looking at the time. Yeah. Okay, it was the summer fourth year going into fifth year. I was out for a buddy's birthday, and <clears throat> he's uh, he's a big dude, our buddy Tristram, and we're just getting messed up at JBRs. And it's uh, the summertime in London. The crowd shifts. It's it's not as much the Toronto watch Western. You, watch what you say about my hometown here. Okay, I'll watch this. What London <laughs> in the summer is trash. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, like it's it shifts from like these like Toronto kids, um, who I find are a lot easier to beat up. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. A lot easier to beat up than London kids. I feel like London kids grew up doing like Fight Club <laughs> or something, man. Because I've every concussion I got was in the summertime in London. Um, a little more rugged. Yeah, no, I, like so, no problem getting in fights during the school year, knocking them out, just like left, right, and center, just popping pop, 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 pop. each other's assholes. And uh, yeah, in the summertime, I was taking like uh, Krav Maga. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I thought I was extremely violent and could kill people with my hands. Uh, and then Tristram would always make fun of me. And that's when you taught me the speech. Oh, you had a speech for a class. Yeah, my best ever mark in the speech class was when you uh, was was when you showed me all the Karav Maga tricks, and uh, I went up there and fucking nailed it. You're like, you're like, he's gonna get in your face. You're gonna want to throw up a fence. All right, you're gonna want to yeah. throw up a little bit of a fence. You know, get, get you're the, gonna want to strike first. Yeah, get the feet in the righty position. Get your hands up, not fists. You know, you want hands up, and then what you can do is you take a stick, and boom, right in the nose. You're going to want to hit him right in the nose with your palm like that. Uh, I remember firing you up for that speech. And then I, I practiced it and rehearsed it so much. And I was just doing everything like completely seriously that you had showed yeah, me. Didn't you wear your dojo uh, headband as well? Like the I, Japanese uh, one? I, yeah, I you did. Maybe, I don't know. I can't remember. Like Karate Kid style. Maybe. I think you did. But I was, I was, I was going up there to be serious about it. People were laugh, like laughing. laughing at it the entire time, yeah, because it's a joke. Uh, and I so know. Tristram was one of those men. So he was, he was like, he'd always make fun of me, like. Uh, and this one night we were out for his birthday, and he's fucked. I'm fucked, and he's like, he always wanted me to like, like hit him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He loves that for some reason. He's a thick individual. And uh, I wouldn't hit him because like he's like, yo, hit me in the face. I'm wasted. I got to sober up. Like hit me in the face. We're walking home down the street. And uh, I'm like, no, man, like, nah, like, not gonna happen. And then he's like, oh yeah, you little bitch, like taking Krav Maga, like he starts like rallying me up. He's like, you can, I could fuck you up. And I'm like, no, you couldn't, man. Like, chill, you know, like blah blah blah. And then he's like, get in my head. I'm like, yeah, but can you, you want me to fucking hit you? And then uh, I smoke him with a straight palm, not like not even a punch, just a palm, yeah, uh, to the cheek. And all I remember is him going like harder. And I hit him again. I'm just like hitting him. And then, so this guy across the street, it's a guy and a bunch of big girls. Mm -hmm. This guy across the street just sees me smoking Tristram in the face with palms. And I guess like London, London locals love to hop into a good scrap. I get 
uh, this guy hops in, like hops in with to fight me because yeah. he thinks I'm beating on Tristram, who's like got a hundred pounds on me. Yeah. And uh, so what happened is he came at me, and I just like crobbed him, crobbed him immediately. And um, apparently he caught me one, and I I tackled him to the ground. And had him on the ground. I'm on top of him. And one of the girls he was with kicked me in the face. Hate when that happens. Yeah. Uh, with her fucking trainers because she's a big girl. And she obviously wasn't wearing heels. She had some nice firm converse on. Probably knocked me silly. Yeah. Uh, flats, as they call them. I feel like flats wouldn't hurt. Huh? I feel like flats wouldn't hurt as much as some. You think uh, a heel would hurt? Yeah. No, yeah. I think a nice some, firm. Like, look at this Converse, man. That, but, but these aren't flats. What, what's the difference? These are like sneakers. Okay, one of these. And the, uh, these are Vans. Nice shoes, by the way. Thank you. Cool, hip. You're a Vans guy. You have those like suede or velvety like green yeah, ones. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, enough about your fucking shoes. Um, so yeah, I get caught. Apparently, I got caught clean in the face. And the rest of the fight, he gets up. I don't know if I think I'm, I don't know if I got hit again. I, bl- I blacked out. Obviously, I don't remember any of this. Um, apparently, the rest of the fight because at first my buddies didn't jump in. Like they saw me fighting this guy and they thought it was hilarious. And you know, I'm on top of them. And they think it's funny. And then I get clocked by some girl and they're like, "Oh shit!" They hop in. Now they're fighting these girls. They're like trying to get them off. Like one girl's like wailing on them with a purse. Yeah. And they're because they're just trying to save me from like the middle of this this like thing right yeah yeah and uh i remember like tristram saying like i was pulling hair i was getting my hair pulled because he had long hair uh weitzman was in there he was getting wailed on by a purse he had to he had to hit her (laughs) people actually use i always thought that was just like a like something you see like on tv or like in cartoons and stuff like using the purse as a weapon man i was blacked out this is this is secondhand this is what they told me and yeah. he had to like he had to actually like smoke her a little bit <laughs> and then they they dragged me out and they all ran away and oh, and fuck. i was like fucked up apparently i dusted myself off and like we're walking down the street by the time we got to the end of the street i forgot what happened it's crazy but also you know what like you have so much adrenaline when that stuff happens too you kind of like i had one big uh sort of did i tell you about that one big fight at up no curling oh wait was that when the bottles got broken over people's face yeah and both charlie and mikey got bottled and had to go to the hospital yeah didn't he lose a chunk of his ear yeah his ear was (laughs) fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and and um and it was it was funny because a few weeks later there is uh like there had been so many cops and ambulances that were called to the club that night because it was it was right when the right when the club had closed and there was three of us and then there was this booth filled with like 10 12 guys in there and uh as as we're leaving uh something just kind of fired up between them like one of the girls was getting hit not or something by your group uh yeah it was it was i can't remember who it was but anyways it just all broke out and like their whole booth just filtered out and it was this huge brawl like three of us and yeah <laughs> versus all of them and uh, it's just you three it, it was just and you didn't three. get bottled eh i didn't get bottled i i sort of yeah i ended up making a way without you just don't you crimson chinned right through yeah. that <laughs> but uh few bombs were thrown and 
I remember walking out of there. There was so many cop cars and stuff. But anyways, a, f- a few a few weeks later, uh, they the news channel actually like covered it. <laughs> yeah, they covered it because it was right when we were coming back to school, and they're like, "Oh, they want the crimson crack- chin saves the day." <laughs> they're they're like, "We, we want to crack down on." like violence and like you know do you remember that one point when they put all those cops downtown to like crack down on like university was that because of you it it wasn't because of that but anyways they when they were talking about that like highlighting that as a news article they used this footage outside up and you could see all of us (laughs) (laughs) in the uh uh, outside all the mess yeah That'd be cool it was, if we it could dig that up. yeah but yeah man like so knocked right and i get to the end of the street don't remember uh they're they're like yeah. they're like shooting the shit they're like trav that was crazy blah 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 like we're walking up to our house and i'm like what was crazy <laughs> <laughs> completely forgot eh? i completely forgot like complete amnesia i got yeah. fucking smoked yeah and uh they're sitting in a room and they took a video because they thought i was like goofing around yeah. And they're like, Trav, what, what happened? I'm like, no idea. And and they're like, like asking me questions. I'm like, we left the bar. I kind of like, we got home. Like, I had no idea what happened. I still don't remember what happened to this day. And then obviously being the fucking idiot I am, I'm like, I wake up the next day with like a huge hangover and I puke immediately like off the balcony. And uh, I'm just like, I'm just hung over. I'm fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. We spent the whole day roasting. I took an Advil. I felt like a weird numbness in the back of my head. And I'm like, I just got hit. Like, not a big deal. Didn't think concussions were a big deal. Tried to go to work the next, like, for, for the next week. Sick to my stomach at work. I knew something was weird. Did you keep sending it that weekend, too? I went out the next night. Yeah. And then after that, I was you, like. You identify as male. Because I, I, <laughs> I fucking send it. I, I'm obviously a piece of postage, so I send it. <laughs> But yeah, no, so like I didn't, I didn't treat it properly and I tried to go back to work the day after partying twice in a row after being concussed and I just like, I felt like my head get really filled with like cloudiness. I felt really nauseous at work. I couldn't do like basic math and like I was starting to feel really weird and I was supposed to go on a trip the following week to Indiana with the fraternity, like a leadership trip. Yeah. And I remember like just being fucked up all week and just being like, oh, like when is this going to clear up? When is it going to clear up? Trying to push through it. Don't push through it. Probably the worst thing uh, for it. Uh, I just didn't have respect for concussions. I thought you could just push through it. Uh, I remember picking up Ian Edgington from the airport before this Indiana trip at the end of the week, still so fucked up that I picked him up from the airport and I got on the wrong way of the highway and drove an hour in the wrong direction before I realized... I was heading towards London and not my house. <laughs> That's how fucked I was. And, and uh, I'm just like, you know what, dude? I told him, I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm like, I, can, like I, I don't know if I can do this trip. Like, I ended up going on the trip, sleeping on the whole bus ride. Everyone's like partying like they always do. I'm yeah. like in a cocoon in the corner. Like the, the worst thing you can do when you're concussed, go on a frat trip. I yeah. spent the entire trip with crippling headaches locked in a dark room. You didn't go out at all. Eh? I didn't go. I tried that to go. Sounds to, terrible. I tried to go to one of the sessions. I couldn't. My headache got too bad. Just like just extreme headache. I went up to the room and they just basically I would join them for meals and then I'd leave. My head was so bad. Went home. Uh, quit. Quit work. I was running a car detailing thing. I left my partner high and dry, um, and I just went home and like slept and tried to recover. But my head pressure. I had head pressure. It just wouldn't go away. Like my brain kind of felt normalish again but like i took like a month and a half and my head pressure wouldn't go away 
And it was crazy. I'd, I'd wake up every morning, I'd feel fine. And then five minutes after waking up, all this head pressure would just like come on like a tension headache. Yeah. And I'd have that all day long. Nothing I could do for it. And uh, I, when I went back to school, I was sober. I, I stayed sober for a good chunk of this time because I thought my brain was fucked, right? But like two or three months into school, I was running the, the fraternity as a president at the time. I had, It just was so hard to do school and all this stuff. I had to stop flying from my flying program, take a break. I, I stopped working for a bit too and just did school and, and running the fraternity, stayed sober. And then like one morning I woke up, the weirdest thing, I just woke up and the head pressure never came after like four and a half months. It was a miracle, fucking miracle. And uh, I was like, I'm back, baby. Yeah. I'm fucking back. I think I cracked a beer that day and I started working again. I started flying again, went back to school, uh, went on like grad trip, had a sick year, like was back to normal. Travi was back. And then that summer, the, the day, the last day before everyone was leaving, we've graduated. I have to stay to, to finish some flying because I took a few months off at the beginning of the year. I had a big flight exam the next day. This is like the last two raw for everyone to go. I remember home. this night. You remember this night? Totally. I, I take it easy because I'm like I got a big flight simulator test. I remember preying for this yep. night. I remember this. The decision to go out and everything. I was like, should I do it? Oh, it's the last night. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just not going to send it. No funny business. I'll have a couple beers. I'll go out, and that's exactly what I did. And it actually ended up fucking me over because we go to the club, the Frog, where we used to work, or I still work there at the time. And while like our friends are getting fucked up, a few of them go in the bathroom to get a little extra fucked up, if you know what I mean. And obviously didn't partake. Like the good guy I am, you know, making good choices, left, right, and center, like I do. I'm sitting outside of the bathroom at the end of a long booth. Mm -hmm. In the booth are some guys, I have no idea who they are, but the end of their booth is right by the bathroom. I'm sitting there um, with my arm around uh, a girl just chilling by the bathroom because we're both we're all waiting for people to get out of the bathroom and I don't remember what happened exactly again but this group apparently came over and was like yo like get the fuck out of our booth like blah 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 uh, and I think I stood up and was like oh like s sorry guys I'm just waiting for some friends like I'll, I'll be gone in a sec thinking nothing of it and these were little guys so I wasn't even like worried about it and I guess this is according to the girl I was with this one guy just like wound like I was I sat back down and this one guy just I was looking at the girl and he just hit me in the side of the head and uh I wasn't even looking I was sitting down yeah and, and she was like you didn't even say anything like to, to entice him you're just like oh, I'll be we'll be gone in a sec so he cocks me and then uh I get up like I just I think I I, I went a little crazy I don't know his whole booth now comes at me and uh, I put the guard up and I run through them all and they're just like beating on me like I'm like some sort of like speed bag they're hitting me in like the body yeah. and I bowled over a few of them because they're just little guys and once I get through the booth I'm now out of the booth and I'm standing looking at all of them and like I basically I'll kill the next guy that comes near me you know what I mean like I'll rip his fucking head off and uh, they see me like I'm standing near the bouncers now because I work I work there and they're all standing in the booth and I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Like, what was that? Like, did you, what did you get out of that? Like, you, you fucking like waste of space. You know what I mean? Oh, Matthew. Bring him in live. Yo, Matt. 
Yo. Yeah, sorry, what's Not acceptable. We're live on the podcast. You guys are actually live. You're live. Well, hello, podcast. We wanted to have you on tonight. You were supposed to be our guest. <sighs> well, hot dang. It was, yeah. it was a very last minute call, but uh, it's okay. We'll get you on another time. Well, what's the discussion? Well, now I'm telling concussion stories because we had nothing else to do. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> stories, not the concussion. The story, the, the stories. Um, the stories are good. Yeah, dude. Were you were you the, were you a part of the first one? Was that the stampede? The stampede. <laughs> uh, I, That's good. I came in the day after, and oh, okay. you. I don't know how to explain your condition after it, but you were a changed man for sure. I don't think I was ever the same. No, God, no. I was. I was telling the this description of it. Do you know who? Who uh, was it? Adam Weitzman. Yeah. Who had a great. He has a he. I mean, probably has a vivid description of what that looked like. Yeah, well, he's the one that told me what happened, basically, and I had to like piece it together between because like they also didn't remember either. They were so fucking blackout that I had to piece together their stories of what happened. Jeez Louise. Yeah, but uh, good times. And then I, now, now I'm just on the second story where I got smoked at the frog by that little like group of guys in the booth. Which I believe I was also another day late on. Were you a day late on that one? Man, if I just had you around me, maybe I wouldn't get beat up so much. The general would have shouted down. The general Schmitz, yeah. I, I guess I'm very punchable. <laughs> it's the it's the uh, it's the wide target range of you being so tall. I just yeah, my head pokes out across the crowd. Yeah, and they're like, That's the guy that danced with my my girl. Like, let's go kill him. <sighs> he just has the best kind of luck. I don't know. Any, but like I, I, I've also as many times I've been hit. I feel like I've also gotten lucky, where I should been was in snares where somebody should have knocked me out, and I didn't. You know what I mean? Like I've been shirtless at the frog behind the booth, when and like taking people's drinks from their hands and stuff, and been untouched. <laughs> People usually go for the big hook, but they. They miss you wide because you've got a slender frame. <laughs> you know, someone comes in with a with a proper jab and you're done. Uh, but yeah, I got caught. I got caught. That was my last uh, like bar fight concussion, the one that took me years to figure out. Oh jeez. Yeah, but uh, we'll have you on the next one. Uh, we want to talk about because you're you, you've taken a cool career turn. We'll talk about. All right, sounds like a plan. All right, good dick, my man. All right, talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Oh, uh, you bring me a drink? Is this lemon water or yeah. lime water? That's pure tequila. <laughs> Sorry, was I getting too dark with that concussion story? Should I lighten it up a bit? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So smoked in the head, um, went over to the bouncer, was like, you're going to kick these guys out? And I remember the bouncer being like, nah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, give me a no for me, dog. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, those guys are friends with the owners. Like, they kind of get away with murder here. Like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm friends with the owners. I'm, yeah, I was not friends. Well, yes, I, I guess yeah, I was. Fr- yeah, but again, I I thought I was fine at the time because they didn't knock me out or anything, and like I got out of there clean. And but I didn't know. Like, this is what was weird about this concussion is I didn't have it. I didn't really have amnesia from it. I didn't have 
headaches or symptoms, but the next day my head pressure was back and I felt a little weird. And for almost three years, two years, I couldn't figure it out. And this was like, this is like the huge thing I wanted to get across in this concussion episode is I didn't actually really hurt my brain that much on that one. It was a twist of the neck. Neck. Twist of the neck, my back. Lick my... (laughs) Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Yeah, so this is the hugest thing. It took me, I, I went for the next year, man. Like, it fucked me up. Like... I I was I was I thought my brain was fucked. Like I just had a pressure headache for basically years, and I I finished my flying program, and I was supposed to be a pilot, but I was like, no, I got I'm gonna take it easy to work on my health. I got a job working in the summer, and at this job, I felt fucked every day, and I just like I would push through it because it's been so long that I I know I should be fine. I'm trying to return to normal, uh, but I just was like so feeling shitty. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit this job and I'm just going to figure this out. So I did my four months there and the end of the contract, I didn't renew it. And I was like, I'm just going to figure this concussion out. It's been a year now. And I'm like, you know, like this is time. I went sober. It was after uh, way home when I was like puking because I was out of control, like the yeah. concussion and all that. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to go sober. I'm going to go clean. I went like completely veggie centric. I did supplements. I did like $10,000 of oxygen therapy. And you still didn't know it was neck issues. I didn't know it was neck issues. I thought my brain was fucked. I saw almost 13 different, 14 different specialists over that year. Um, a lot of money. A lot of money. And because we need to figure it out. I was fucking <laughs> twisted, man. Like I, yeah. and uh, not the good kind of twisted. No, exactly. <laughs> not like a fucking twisted T over here. Uh, I was a twisted T. <laughs> but so I spent this whole year figuring it out and it almost was a blessing and a curse. Like this was a year I, I decided, you know what? I'd run a few businesses before I'm going to, I'm going to work with my friends at wrist and rye while I get better because I can kind of set my own hours. I can really work as much as I want and like t- take my health seriously. And uh, so it's actually what started me on this whole train. Like we wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for that little guy in that booth. So thank mm-hmm. you, sir. Yeah. I hope you're still out there dealing drugs, you piece of shit fucker. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the saying there? Uh, sometimes a blessing is uh, it's a ble- or it's a blessing in disguise. Maybe? Yeah. There were silver linings, man. Like silver linings. My whole yes. philosophy is you can turn any negative into a positive if you work at it. You can let it. You can let it ruin your life, or you can dive into it. And I just you can let it blossom yeah you let, you let it fire you up it, it, it literally what started me on this whole path started working with these guys but wasn't getting better even though i was doing all this health stuff i was still getting a migraine every like three or four weeks when i'd really push the limits i gave up caffeine i gave up everything like i was just sleeping a lot and like living well and and a year of a year of that and i was still no better off and i was seeing vision specialists all like like wearing special glasses to align my eyes, doing physio, doing Cairo, doing all this funky shit like light therapy, and nothing was working. Uh, the only thing I saw like a small improvement was, was uh, functional neurology. It's like the stuff Crosby did to get better from his, and it's like iPads with eye movement exercises that like rewire your brain and let let it like open up damaged pathways from history that helped because i had a lot of damage from history but it didn't clear up the head pressure 
It's a complicated, complicated process. It's the neck, my dude. Mm-hmm. So it was when I saw a specialist. His name is Dr. Terry Moore. I read a, my mom actually found him through a blog. Paige Decker from the States was an athlete that had a similar two-year nightmare. And I, am, uh, I, I know you got to go. I have to go in like See, you, you, you fucked me, dude. Which, what time is it on each? I, on each of these watches? One doesn't work. One's just for show. Yeah. One's five, yeah, five twenty, yeah, ten minutes. Well, I have to, I have to leave in ten minutes. Yeah, so four hours ago, five hours ago, when yeah. I said let's do this podcast at any point this afternoon, and you chose yeah. now, reflect on that for me. Okay, let me just take a moment. Yeah. So, uh, what, how would you rate your time management skills at a six? Time management this afternoon at a six. Yeah. Probably about a about a two point seven. I think that's accurate. I think that's accurate. <laughs> we 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 got we got uh, we got some good. Yeah, but what's the point of doing a three quarter concussion episode? Like, there's like ten minutes left. Are we fighting? I don't know. Are we fighting? <laughs> It's all good, dude. You want, you want me? To, I'll just I'll finish it. Five minutes. Wrap it up. And say goodbye five, to the folks. Five, five minutes. Wrap it up. I just gotta. You gotta dip. I gotta. I gotta get ready. Get ready in the frame. Just. just yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Just change in, change in <laughs> the frame. Change in the frame. Um, no, I'll, I'll just finish it up. Okay. Have a good dinner. I'll, I'll I'll finish the story and I'll put it. I'll put in some plugs for where people can get concussion help. Yeah. And then uh, I'll wrap this epi up. Cool. Cool. Okay. All right. You're a good man, Rob. You're a good man, Trev. Thanks, dude. Have a good dinner. Say sorry. hi to your fam for sorry, me. Sorry, I got to dip a little early. Thanks for the drink. Uh, of course. Of I have course. hockey later. So. Okay. Thanks for the drink. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, we'll see you all next Tuesday. Later, Robbo. Later. And we're back. Now it's just uh, it's just me and you guys. Um. I've been waiting a long time for this, actually. I've, I've never been alone talking to you, and I, I feel like we're a lot closer now because of it, you know? Um, Rob, you're just listening at the door. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> All along. All along, you wanted me gone. This has been... A, I've been slowly interrupting Rob and talking too much to... to We've got it on camera, on oh, recording shit. now. Were, were we filming? The whole time we got the, we got the whole thing. I'm just kidding, guys. I love Rob. Um, I just give him shit for two things: lack of urgency and time management. Are like even like you talk to any one of Rob's family and they're like, "Tell us about Rob." Those are like top two, I'd say. <laughs> Underneath, great guy, creative, cool, good friend, nice, huge head. You don't even have a mic. No one can hear you. Later. Long list. No, anyway, uh, Pump and Rob Stars, those are all lies. He's out of the room now. We can tell the truth. Uh, <laughs> anyway, to finish up this concussion epi, so yeah, the neck. I found this doctor uh, through this girl's article in the States, and she had like a two-year journey, couldn't figure it out, did like injections in her neck, all this whack stuff, found out that um, that the neck's a huge component. And this doctor, his name's Terry Moore, uh, his whole story is crazy. So he got a concussion when he was eight years old on a toboggan and 
it, like his friends thought he was dead. Like he was out cold in the snow for a few minutes, took him to the hospital and he never like properly recovered from it. Uh, he, he was having everything from like autoimmune issues, balance, headaches, like anything you can think of like uh, vision, heart rate, all these issues. And uh, like at around like when he was going to college, like choosing what he should do, he was like, I, I'm going to dedicate my life to figuring out what's wrong with me. And he figured out that the neck actually plays a component in all this stuff. So the way he explained it is the brain is actually decent at taking impacts. Um, Like, you know, sporadic concussions, as long as there's not brain damage, which, you know, you can see on the MRI and stuff, but like sporadic minor concussions, your brain can kind of recover from, especially if you, if you rest or you do some of that cognitive therapy that, that helps your brain get back to normal it should kind of recover within like two weeks to two months, depending on how many you've had and, and how good your, your rehabilitation is. Um, anything that kind of persists beyond that is really only explainable by the neck. Uh, and what it is, is your entire nervous system flows through your neck and it wraps around your head and it goes through your body and it's interwoven into like all these muscles in your neck. Your neck has like a lot of different muscle groups and the nerves kind of run through them. So does your like whole circulatory system. Your neck is like the absolute portal to your body. So you, I had an injury and I didn't even know my neck was hurt because my neck was fine. It's not like I had like a sore neck or, or tight neck, but he said it's these like sub muscles, these like lower, like deep muscle groups that that get stretched and because they don't recover, they get uh, spasmy, like they tighten and they weaken and they never really recover. And your neck tries to stiffen up to kind of uh, get around it. And it pulls all the nerves and it pulls on even the muscles that control your eyes. And the nerves, pulling on these nerves can cause balance issues, tinnitus. It can affect your digestive and your immune function. It can affect your circulation if, it, if, it's, if it's tight around where your blood flows. It's insane. Like it blew my mind. So I saw this guy and it makes like a lot of fucking sense. I saw this guy and he said, yeah, like you have huge range of motion issues in your neck. There's a lot of stuff. And I started working on it and it took me about six months, but I was finally able to feel somewhat normal again. And when I say somewhat, like I'm, I never got back to square one. It kind of feels like, you know, if you kind of wreck your knee or your back, how you can like stretch it out and rehabilitate it and have it feel pretty good. But you know, you're not going to do that hard crossover in basketball or something like, you know, it's always there with the neck. It's like kind of the same beast, except a little bit more complicated. So it's like always a little bit there. I have a little bit of tension in my head and I feel kind of fucked up all the time. Um, but it's so manageable. Like I, I don't feel stressed or depressed or anxious about it. Like thinking I have a bad brain. I'm just like, Oh, I feel this head pressure stretch out my neck. Like it's, it's, got to be a part of that. So it feels more like an injury I'm managing and it doesn't like have all the mood and like depression effects. So huge thing. If you guys get concussions, like a friend of mine, Austin Charles just got another one. I spent 30 minutes on the phone explaining all this stuff to him and pointing him to a few specialists. But if you're having like long-term concussion issues or you know anyone, um, reach out to me. I, I can't, I can't cure you, but I, I can definitely send you to a few places that'll get you feeling like pretty good. And like I even got a concussion recently and uh, was able to work through like the neck and the brain rehabilitation myself without any doctors. And now I'm back to feeling good, having a tequila, doing a podcast. Um, and I just want to make sure that no one else suffers as long as I did, but also that 
you know, you look at it as an opportunity, man. Like I learned so much about health through these concussions. I, I learned about diet. I researched all this stuff about the muscle muscle group and how everything in your body is interconnected. I found out that a lot of my ec- my neck issues came from like weaknesses in my core and my back issues. And that's why my neck was so susceptible and how like neck strengthening can help you even prevent concussions. I learned all this shit and it also put me on this whole creative path. Like I was like, you know what? I, I need to work for myself for the rest of my life because I need to always be in control of my my health and, and be able to take time to to work on it. And it put me on this whole creative path. It's the whole reason why I'm doing podcasts and found out that I can be a rock star if I want to. So it's like kind of like a cool journey and hopefully I make it and it becomes like a cool story. If not, I'm, and I'm just like five years behind on the career I started in uni, then like a super depressing story. So we'll check in on that in like five years. But uh, yeah, if you, have, if you know anyone, just reach out. Uh, if you're having issues, reach out. And otherwise, we're still having fun. Don't feel bad for me. You know, life's, life could be a lot worse. You know what I mean? I could have got, uh, I don't know, diabetes. That would have been a tough bounce like my cousin has. <laughs> What's up, Kev? You want to hop in here for the closing? Say goodbye? Yeah, you know what? I do need help because I'm ranting now and I'm in trouble. I hear you talking about concussions. Yeah. It's, I didn't know if it was going to be a dark episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any yourself, sir? Had any concussions? Yes. Uh, I've had a few. Got first one of snowboarding. Nice. Just Rad. Learned, just learned 360s. Yeah. At Glen Eden. Landed uh, heel edge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was sans helmet. <laughs> sans. Pretty nails though. And got knocked, knocked the fuck Clean out. Clean out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember just waking up like this over me and i was like huh there's a dick in your mouth and you're like yeah you woke up gay oh my god there's these stories of people waking up was it you telling me uh <laughs> there's stories of people waking up from being knocked unconscious gay and, and waking up from being knocked unconscious and knowing a different language maybe that's what happened to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm serious but these are people that were like knocked out for like hours or like we're in a coma for a few days and they come out of these comas this is totally legitimate I've heard this before, yeah. Like people like learning a new language. That part's crazy. How how does that work? People yeah. think that that it's something to do with past lives and all that. Oh. I think like these are documented cases. I'm watching the OA right now, so I'm really into this. Like this is cool. These are documented cases where like how how can I prove it? You know what I mean? It's just like on the internet and it's documented and it's like in a news article and you're like, okay, like how do you prove this as me just sitting here? But these people seem to be pretty fucking convinced by it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, craziness. How else would you, yeah. Even, like if you don't, yeah. If you, if you've never heard someone speak Mandarin before and you wake, you get knocked out and you wake up and you can speak Mandarin. It, like that's how else would you just like explain that? If it's true. And if someone in my life like that happened to them, I would a hundred percent believe in past lives. Yeah. If I could see it with my own eyes, like if you woke up from a coma and started speaking Mandarin, I would be a believer. But yeah. just reading an article from like South Carolina of some lady who woke up, uh, I've, there's a lot of ones with accents too. They come out with an accent. I'm like, that's what's one thing. Coming yeah. out speaking a whole new language, like Mandarin or Spanish. Yeah, that's cool. Like that's, it's like those kind of things I want to believe. Like I want that. Like, yeah, I'm such a skeptic for most like weird woo stuff, but I also just really want it. I just wanted the world to be more interesting. Mm-hmm. Science seems to like, Make it more like in a way like less interesting. It's yeah, all fuck off science. Yeah, 
Don't stop making my world less interesting. I want to believe in uh, ghosts yeah. and afterlifes. All right. I don't believe I just turn into a fucking potato after I die yeah. or like whatever grows out. I want to. I want to keep going. Yeah. I want to learn Mandarin next life. Next life. I d- okay. Next life. This life was pretty good. Next life. Do not knock me out in bars and give me post concussion syndrome. Give me like. I want to be born rich. I want to have like an easy life. You know. Like. Do you of, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a huge hog. I've always wondered what it would yeah, be like to be. To that'd be it. great. That'd be cool. Um, otherwise, yeah, the rest I can work for. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to be just handed to you. Like those people are usually duds. I know, but it'd be, it'd be cool. You know, maybe you have four lives where you work hard. One life that's like a relaxation life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like take it easy. Like I want to hit trust snooze. fund. Yeah, I'd like to know what it's like you know, to have those issues of like not being able to find self-worth because you have like so much money in the bank and like, I want to be like Will Smith's kids. Yeah. I want to dye my hair like pink and, and oh. braid it and call myself like weird rap names. Yeah. Like you at a young age, so I guess Jaden previously like had a real life where he like proved himself. Like he really had a hard life and now he's like a real chill life. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Apparently, uh, this is a sidetrack, but um, Jackie Chan, like he's multi, multi-millionaire, but he won't give any money to his children. Cause, I've heard that. Do you heard that? <laughs> what if, come on. But dude. he wants them to earn it. I know, but like. Jackie. A couple mil. Like he's, he's got hundreds of millions of dollars. he's feeding them. So it's like, and they live in his mansion. I know, but how rattled would you be if you won the, the absolute like lottery? You're born to Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. And you have enough money for 10 lifetimes. And he sits there and goes, like, it'd be one thing. It'd be one thing if he did that for your developing years and you're like 25 and you think you're going to have to work the rest of your life and you've developed good, like, good habits and work ethic. Mm. And he's like, by the way, there was 50 mil stash away for each of you. Mm, Yeah, true. But if he actually holds true to it, like, I'd be like, fuck right off. If he did the opposite where he's like, you keep thinking, well, I always got this 50 mil to land on. And then he's like, yeah, about that. No, no, I know. But he like, so we'll see. We'll tune into Jackie Chan when he, uh, when he gets later in life. And he, I, I bet you as he ages, he'll realize his kids will have a family. And if they're not like multi, multi-millionaires, he's probably going to slide a, a clean yeah. 50 their way. He'll, he'll support a few endeavors for him. If they have some startup idea or whatever, he'll be Unless like, he's a freak like that. Maybe it's, but I do, I think he, his whole mindset is like, you need to grind to like really get good in life. So it's like, he's just trying to provide that. Mm. So it's like a bigger lesson. Well, so, it's like, it, I always thought about it. I was like, if I get famous now or in like the next five years, I think I've developed that core I'm late enough in life that I think I've developed like a core like work ethic and mm. identity and it wouldn't like twist me up. So like, I think as long as he waits long enough, like if you got famous tomorrow, are you going to change much other than what you buy and like how happy you are? <laughs> and yeah. No. I'm still going to be super self-conscious. Still gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to have crippling social anxiety. But I feel you, like I'm at, between two ferns right now. Like, you're literally in a fern, dude. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, this late in life, like, if somebody slipped me 50 million, my lifestyle would change, but I wouldn't become an asshole. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't become, like, different. Like, I'd still yeah. be nice and good and help a, people out. And A cool rich guy. I'd be cool, I'd like, I think. Yeah. Or maybe I'd become an asshole. I'd maybe. buy a Lambo. Maybe life looks different through the windshield of a Lambo. Maybe. You know what I mean? 
just imagining it right now. Social experiment. So we'll, we'll wrap this up. But social experiment when we <clears throat> when we become rich and famous, uh, we can like tap back into these episodes mm-hmm. and be like, um, you know, this is where I'm at now. I'm an asshole. I didn't. I, I yelled at a valet today, and uh, didn't. Don't you hate it when a valet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. The valet man didn't even know how to drive my like manual Countach. Yeah, and uh, I punched him in his duodenum. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm better than him. And yeah. I earned this life. I'm like, yo, just, dude, if you just worked harder, yeah. you wouldn't be a valet, dude. I could see myself never saying that. Thank you. There was one thing, last thing I wanted to say, though. Um, I always had this idea since I was in like, high school. It'd be cool to, like, yeah, be Jackie Chan or whatever, but, like, maybe not someone who's actually famous, but you're, like, you're low-key super rich, mm. but you raise your children in a normal house. And they don't know? They don't know you're rich. That's some psychopath and, shit. But get, then this is, this is it. You have a house that's normal, but there's like also a secret passageway to a fucking doper house that's like with a basement. second family, and you're cheating on your no. wife. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> and you have two families, a, a middle class family and a rich family, and you, it's a social experiment. I like where your head's All at. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my dream since high school. It's but you, so you have like a secret passageway to a dope house, and what do you do there? No, then when they then they turn 21 or something, it's like, hey, by the way. We're super rich. Here's the here's the fucking shelf. You just take this book and then boom, it's like our house is three times. This is what would happen. Okay, this is a good movie plot. In reality, they'd be like, You're a liar. You lied to us for twenty one years. <laughs> yeah. I've had a part time job at the amusement park to pay for my braces and you had you had billions this whole time and your wife would be like, Are you cheating? I mean like you had a second house. Like you what the like, fuck? Like, no, I could have in the secret house, but Just, no, the what, wife would be in on it. Okay, the wife's in on it, then you're both psychopaths, but I guess you could get away with it. I think I think it's, you it's could, more like surprise. Hey, I, look, I, look at this. I think the better move would be instead of having this whole like second house, second life, would be just like uh Warren Buffeting it. Mm, living yeah. living they don't live like they're poor. Like they have a nice house in a nice area, but just not living lavishly. Like not flying yeah. your kids out to fucking Monaco to spend two weeks on a yacht. Like just like yeah. living normally. They know you're successful and rich and just showing them that like, no, like that's not what life's about. Because the worst thing you want to do is be filthy rich and miserable because you're like, this is my normal life. And for a second there, I thought you were going to go with like the whole like secret because it would be super cool to be low-key rich and not famous purely for the move of doing that exact movie scene where you're at a bar and a girl fall, a girl like sees you and like you, the whole like she doesn't know you're rich. It's actually a crazy a movie idea when you think about it that like what are they trying to say like with that with that fantasy it's like oh we didn't know he was rich this yeah. whole time. Or like they have those ones where like the guy tries it on the girl it's a video and he's like looks like a bum. And she like denies him. Then he goes and like gets in a fucking Lambo. Oh, on YouTube, like, those yeah, I've heard like ninety percent <laughs> of those are fake. Oh, hundred percent, yeah, like maybe hundred percent, yeah. But like no, like in the movie, like what are they trying to say? Like what message are they trying to send? They're like, they're like the whole plot line is that they didn't know he was rich. Yeah. Like like that's like, <laughs> yeah. She she's like falling in love with him, and he's like at like fourth or fifth date, she finds out that he's rich. And she's like, "Wow, what a what an amazing surprise!" Like, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> like, as if like that's like the that's like the best thing that could happen to you when you're dating a guy. Probably that, that was a TV show, wasn't it? There was like, it was like a uh, average Joe or some shit, and it was one. Of, it's like then it turns out one of the guys is like a multi millionaire. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch but, like that undercover CEO, undercover boss, yeah. or whatever. Um, but anyways, but mostly just want a secret 
passageway in my house. That's like, that was the moral I want to talk about. Don't worry, Kev. Um, you'll have one. For my second family. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you always need a second family. Yeah. What happens if the first one doesn't work out? It's like you need two jewels in case you lose You one. have two jewels, you have two families. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry out there. If, like, there's this actually happens to people. I've, it's, a t- it's a terrible joke. <laughs> I really hope no one out there <laughs> has experienced this. This started as a concussion episode. Kev came in and threw a big old curveball. The thing, though, is if you stuck through my solo concussion stuff and you're still here, you fucking deserve it. Yeah. You earned some producer Kev time. Yeah. Uh, should we wrap it up, Kev Dog? Yeah, man. We're going to play uh, R.I.P. Harambe, obviously, in the yes. outro. R.I.P. Harambe, sipping on some Bombay. Uh, and we will see you next Tuesday. R.I.P. Harambe, sipping on some Bombay. We on our way to heaven. Thinking about you, man. Thinking about you, man. Where my girl is at? We miss you. We really, really miss you.